The Edge of the World Art Studio is proud to present Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Danielle Lee. Artwork by Helen Rachel Lee. Music by Fish Zombie the Onions. And special thanks to Spooky the Cat for her contributions, fuzzy as they might be. Chapter 29. The Impossible. Agamemnon straightened. He was alone in his tent with Penelope. She smiled at him, and he felt somehow uneasy. All of his men had left at her command. What did you do? He looked around the empty tent, indicating the missing soldiers. I did what I had to do to get your attention. I've come a long way, and I refuse to be dismissed. You've come a long way for nothing. I don't want anyone's second banana. I wanted Alan to come himself. He knows this, and if he sent you, then he's trying to insult me. Let's not get off on the wrong foot. I'm here to help you. I've been sent to solve your problem. You asked for a detective that could do the impossible. Impossible things are my department, Penelope said as she walked forward to stand before the large table. You're not the detective I want. You're a woman. I'm sorry to inform you, but I don't need your help. You can go back to New York, Agamemnon stated. May I ask why? Penelope looked perturbed. She studied the map in front of her. There were small models of infantry soldiers and boats and forts. There were also little flags indicating Union forces and Confederates. It was a map of troop movements. But it wasn't just the North and the South. It was the entire of the United States. And there was more than just two armies on it. There was a third, indicated by tiny little teepees scattered through the West. The natives, she thought. Penelope picked one of them up and examined the small model of a tent. I need the help of a real detective. I don't have time to waste with this foolishness. You tell Alan Pinkerton to get his ass down here. I need this solved, Agamemnon said as he tapped the table. All the little pieces jumped up and down slightly with each tap of his finger. Penelope set the small teepee down. Agamemnon huffed and reached for the model and placed it where it had been to begin with facing it carefully in the right direction. That's not what you asked for. What you asked for was the impossible. And I can do the impossible. Let's make a wager, you and I. I will solve your case in whatever time you would consider to be impossible. If I could solve it within the week, would you consider that impossible? I expected the others to solve it within a week. I wouldn't consider that impossible. I would consider that your job. If you want the job, I will give you one day. This is a very interesting game you're playing, Penelope said, indicating the table with the map and the little pieces. This isn't a game. This is an accurate representation of the war as it is today. No, it's not. If it were the war, it would just be the North and the South. This is the entire United States. Are you at war with the Western territories? I have my secrets. I'm sure you can understand they cannot be explained to you. Fine. Keep your secrets. If I wanted to know them... They would be mine anyways. That's what detectives do. So let's talk about the case you have for me. I have one day, and I'd like to get started. Penelope said, her hands folded in front of her, resting on the table. Agamemnon went to a desk behind him, picked up a leather-bound folder. It was stuffed with paper. He brought it back to the table and handed it to Penelope. She undid the strap and flipped through the paper. Reading it quietly for a moment, she asked, I have to ask. Is it one day, as in 24 hours, or is it 
One day, as in, by the end of the day today. By the end of the day today, Agamemnon said. Penelope bent down and undid the latch on her carpet bag. She reached in and pulled out a cloth-covered scrapbook. She handed it to Agamemnon. Agamemnon opened it to find it was full of newspaper articles, mostly about a boxer named Handsome Jim. What is this? Agamemnon asked, confused. I solved your case. I found your missing student. I did it the day before I left New York. It took about a day. He's a boxer? No, he's the author. Your Mr. Wachowski is going under the name Oscar Rightway. This reporter is Oscar Wachowski? Yes. How can you be certain? I'm a detective who can pull off the impossible. Some things I just know. That's not evidence. Are you going to try him in court for being himself? Do you need evidence? Read the articles for a while. Then read the other writing you have for Oscar Wachowski. It won't take long to find a similar cadence to his writing. He uses the word fantastic way too much. Then where is he? Agamemnon insisted. Well, according to his last article, two weeks ago he was in Flagstaff, Arizona. But where is he now, right now? We won't know until he publishes his next article. To know that before then would be impossible. You already know, don't you? Yes, he's in Phoenix. What proof do you have of that? I have no proof. That's the nature of impossible things. I have no explanation. You'll just have to take my word for it. Then go get him. Take one of the wagons. You have underestimated me. Now you misunderstand me. I'm a detective. I'm not a flatfoot. If you want to collect Mr. Wachowski, you can send your own men to do that. My job is to just know where he is, and I've done my job. Your job is to do what I order you to do. No, my job is to do what Alan asks me to do. And Alan asks me to do the things he knows I'm capable of. He doesn't underestimate me, and he doesn't send me to pick up fugitives. I am purely information only. I understand. I have another job for you then. Another case is going to cost you more. Humor me, and have Alan charge me whatever he feels your time is worth. All right. What do you have? Five days ago, we had a cavalry outpost overrun and wiped out by what we believe to be Confederate soldiers moving in stealth. They are attacking cavalry bases and officers, Agamemnon said, indicating a spot on the map near them. There was a tiny model of a fort and a small horse tipped over in front of it. Just north on the map, there was a small teepee, also tipped over. How do you know it wasn't the natives? You're the detective. You tell me. What else have you lost? What? You said cavalry bases and officers. Who are you missing? Colonel Kellerman. He was escorting a payroll coach, and he and his men were wiped out. The coach was emptied. That sounds more like the work of bandits. We have reason to believe that they are connected. Will you take the job? If I can go see the fort, I will need either a wagon or a carriage at my disposal. I will need an assistant to drive it, and I will need access to the telegraph. You don't know how to drive a cart. Not if I don't need to. Those things can be arranged, but I want to know where the rebels are hiding. I want to know how many of them there are, and I want to know what their orders are. If you can tell me that, I can have my men take care of the rest. All right. Prepare a carriage and send it to my tent. I'll be ready to go in two hours. Penelope turned to walk from the tent. Halt! Agamemnon commanded. Penelope stopped and smiled. 
About face, young lady. Again, in a commanding tone, Penelope turned to look at Agamemnon. This is my camp, and if you are going to work here, you are going to treat me with proper respect. From now on, you call me sir at the end of every sentence, and you never command my men out from under me again. These men are mine, and I do not share them. Now, you're finally beginning to not underestimate me. That's nice. That's nice, sir. Oh, of course, sir. Is there anything else, sir? No. Wait at your tent for the wagon. It will take you to the fort. You are dismissed. Thank you, sir, Penelope said as she turned and walked out of the tent, trying not to laugh. Penelope waited at her tent. She changed into something more suitable to travel in, and she double-checked her bag to ensure it had everything she needed. She sent a visitor who had come to say hi off to get her some fruit for her journey. He returned from somewhere with two oranges, and she stuck them in her bag. When the carriage arrived, she puffed at it. It wasn't so much of a carriage as a kind of oversized buggy, maybe a well-built surrey. It would work, but she felt like it was picked as an insult. Oh well, no matter. The soldier driving it got down off the carriage and asked her if he could take her bag. She handed it to him, and he secured it to the luggage compartment of the small carriage. She climbed in and sat, waiting with her hands folded in her lap. How long will it take to get there? Penelope asked the driver. Probably about six hours, so not that long, the driver responded. My name is Lucy. She held out her hand. What's yours? You can just call me Captain. Just Captain? But what's your name? Ajax. He whipped the horses, and the carriage began to move. Penelope sat back down. Fuck, thought Penelope. Not now. She pulled out her deck of tarot cards from her bag. Across from her, in the seat that was empty, she began dealing out a complex pattern that kept building. It showed again the emperor, the empress, the hillophant, the tower, the world, the devil, and the lovers. And the more she dealt, the more obvious it became what the cards were trying to tell her. The game had begun again. She pulled them all back into her hand and began to shuffle them. Leaning out so she could reach Ajax, she touched him with the deck so lightly that he wouldn't notice, then sat back down and pulled one more card. It was the chariot. We do feel like being literal today, don't we? Penelope said to her cards and put them away. This has been Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Lee. Artwork by Helen Lee. Performed by Helen and Paris. All characters within are fictional and bear no intentional resemblance to anyone living or dead, except, I guess, for Helen and Paris. See more of our work at edgeoftheworldart.com. If you would like to comment on the show or ask any question, please email us at helenoftheironhorse at gmail.com. The proceeding was made with the love and encouragement of all of our friends at the LA LGBT Center's Trans Lounge. Thank you. <laughs>